All right, we're back for One True Podcast 2022. I don't know how many seasons this has been, uh, but I'm sure this is going to be our best season yet. Uh, we're, we're joined by our good friend, Jerry Hill. Jerry, good to see you of the Baylor Bear Insider. Gentlemen, are we having a good day? Doing well, doing well. And uh, we're just going to call him a, a voice in the darkness. <laughs> uh, John Werner is with us, um, having some technical difficulties with the video, but John will be happy to chime in. Uh, hopefully our friend Wynn Emmons can maybe put some, maybe I'll just put like John's face and plastered it on. <laughs> we don't know what to do. He'll know what to do. That's right. Uh, well, guys, at long last, we have football. Uh, Big 12 football actually starts tomorrow um, as we record this podcast on a Wednesday. But Baylor will open up Saturday at home against uh, the University of Albany. U Albany, as they like to be referred to. Uh, Bears, of course, are the Big 12 preseason favorites for the uh, first time in program history. Um, So for that to sort of play out and actually happen, uh, for Baylor to live up to that prediction, what needs to happen? What would you say, Jerry? Oh, I think there's a couple of key things. I mean, obviously health is a big part. Um, Blake Shapin only has two starts under his belt. Nobody behind him has any – well, I say that. Luke Anthony, the the third-team guy, has gotten about 32 starts, but not at this level. So, Louisiana Tech transfer. But I I think Blake needs to stay healthy. And then, uh, you know, I think somebody needs to emerge at running back and receiver. I I feel really good about the defense, but I I think the offense, uh, for it to really click – uh, the way Jeff Grimes would like it to. I think you need to see, you know, a couple of those receivers really step up. And then whether it's Tay McWilliams, Quaylen Jones, whoever it is, uh, Richard Reese, I really like him. Um, one of those guys needs to kind of come out of the pack and be the guy. What do you think, John? Yeah, I agree with Jerry. Uh, Tay McWilliams is a big key. Uh, we talked to him yesterday. Um, he sounds really confident. He says he's kind of a combination of both uh, Abram, Smith, and Treston Ebner, which be, would be a pretty good combination for one guy. <laughs> so uh, uh, he sounds really confident, you know, that he can do the job. Um, you know, I, I think Dave will probably use several running backs tomorrow or Saturday. Um, we'll see if Craig Squirrel Williams, if uh, – Dave sounded like he's healthy at Monday's press conference. Uh, he's obviously has a, a history of knee injury, so so we'll see if he can stay healthy. Uh, we'll see if Josh Fleeks uh, plays a role there as kind of that explosive guy. Um, Jerry mentioned Richard Reese. He's a freshman, and he, he might play some. Who, who knows? Uh, but, yeah, and, and those receivers, I, I'm really inter- interested to see how Presley the, the transfer from Auburn, um, he sounds like he could be a big factor. Um, you know, he's, he's got some speed. He's got some size. Uh, but, you know, Baylor's receiving room, uh, I wouldn't be that worried about it. They always come up with good receivers. 
I think they've got a good group this year that just haven't played a whole lot. And, you know, Monterey showed what he could, you know, the speed he had in the Sugar Bowl anyway uh, on that 48-yard touchdown run. So uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun. Although, you know, I, I don't know how much you can really tell going against an FCS opponent. But, uh, you know, it, it'll be fun to see what they look like. Yeah, you know, you guys mentioned Richard Reese. I had actually kind of forgotten about him. Uh, that's why you guys are out there every day. But um, dude was a stud in high school. Now, obviously, it's a big jump going from playing for Belleville High School on Friday nights to playing Big 12 football games on Saturdays. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember uh, – he, he played some of our local teams around here a few times in high school, Cameron Yo and stuff, and um, had some huge games, just like six, seven touchdowns, you know, ridiculous. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, every even year, it's always a little tougher just because the schedule breaks, uh, you know, against Baylor in some of the tougher games. They go to OU, to Texas. I got to go to West Virginia. Obviously, a non-conference game at BYU this year, um, which doesn't really affect the Big 12 race, but it's, it's going to be tough. At the same time, I remember this summer when I was like doing the Big 12 preseason media poll, you know, looking at just what everybody else had coming back and comparing it to kind of what Baylor had coming back. I ended up picking Baylor, and I didn't really go into that thinking I would, but I mean, they do have a nice collection of guys back, even losing Petrie and Bernard and JT Woods and, you know, some of the other studs that they lost. So um, I think it's going to be a fun year and, and maybe, you know, maybe it's not, you know, 11, 12 wins, but maybe that doesn't, maybe, maybe it doesn't have to be, I don't know. Um, so one of the things Dave Aranda talked about this week in his press conference on Monday is just wanting to establish an identity in the opener. Um, that was one of the objectives he wants to get out of week one. Um, obviously your identity is kind of revealed over time, over the course of a season. But if you guys were sort of guessing today, what the identity of the 2022 Baylor bears would be, I mean, what would you, what would you think that would look like? Oh, I would say uh, defensive-oriented team. Um, yeah, I think that's the strength of the team. And uh, obviously, they should be very good up front, both sides of the ball. Uh, uh, th that defensive line really has tremendous depth, you know, with Apu, uh, Jackson Player, TJ Franklin, Gabe Hall, you know, several other guys. Um, so, you know, that was a big question mark coming into last year. This year, it's it's the strength of the defense. And, uh, you know, Dylan Doyle, a great leader at linebacker. I think the secondary, even, even though they had to replace some guys, they've still got a lot of talent there. So I think it's going to be kind of a defensive team. Uh, I think they want to establish the run like they did last year and probably become a more accurate passing team with, uh, with Blake Shapin in there. Yeah, I think uh, particularly early, it's going to be about defense um, just because there's, again, so many kind of question marks on offense. So I look for it to be 
led at least early by the defense. I think the offense wants to be a little more dynamic. Um, certainly they want to run the ball. That's just part of this offense. Um, but I think that's why Blake Shapin won the job. He's just, he's got uh, a, a little more dynamic element about him. Um, he can get the ball down the field. Um, so that's what I would look at is, is being a little more dynamic on offense. And, and I, I think they'll be just as good, uh, a very physical defense, maybe not the playmakers that they had last year, but I think it'll be a very physical defense. Yeah, you know, John, you mentioned Monterey Baldwin earlier, and if you're talking about dynamic, I feel like that guy has dynamic potential. Mm-hmm. We saw it in the bowl game. Um, you know, there's a guy in the NFL, Debo Samuel, who plays for the 49ers, who last year they lined him up as a running back. They lined him up as a receiver. I feel like Monterey has that sort of, like, multi-dimensional type of – capability you know he would be a guy if you're looking to have a dynamic offense I'd put it in his hands a lot (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. just because I feel like he could he could burn you know a lot of guys with his speed um you know so let's let's look around the big 12 a little bit down in Austin this week the Texas Longhorns created a little hubbub uh for something that they did not do And that was (laughs) that Steve Sarkeesian opted to not put out a depth chart prior to the uh, season opener against Louisiana Monroe. Uh, And then it came out that they don't really plan to put out a two deep all season long. Now, obviously, you know, people will watch the games and they'll see who's playing and all of that. So I guess they could kind of make one up themselves. Um, You two have covered Baylor football a collective thousand years. Um, (laughs) You know, what do you think? (laughs) Is this a big deal or is it like much ado about nothing? Um, Go ahead, John. John. Well, I think you ought to put out a depth chart that has like Vince Young and Ricky Williams on it and (laughs) just see how people react. (laughs) Earl Campbell. Yeah, why not? Yeah, Tommy (laughs) Novus. Yeah, just make it a really good one. You know, this is going off the rails a little bit, but uh, you guys know Ed Trocum, uh, mm-hmm. Sean Trocum's husband, uh, coached, has coached a lot of different places here in town. Sometimes he would call in junior high games yes. to the trip, and he would, <laughs> for the other team who he didn't have their names, he'd be like Opie Taylor yeah. and, <laughs> you know, Barney Fife. And- Lloyd Lawson. <laughs> So, I don't know. You're right. Maybe that's what UT should do. Uh, no, I think it's really bizarre. I, I mean, are you are you just trying to hide stuff? Um, are you a little embarrassed? Or are you not sure about your guys? It's, it's, it's very strange. Jerry? Yeah, I, the, thing I, the thing I look at in this is sometimes when you release a depth chart, um, you hurt some feelings, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. like if you've got a you know hot shot high school running back, like we've talked about Richard Reese. Well, if Richard Reese is seventh on the depth chart, which he wouldn't be on the depth chart, but um, you know if he's that far down, then maybe you hurt feelings. I don't know. I you know it is bizarre. I don't know that I've ever seen this. It seems like a Bill Belichick thing to do. You know, <laughs> just kind of 
you know, it, and it, you know, may have no meaning other than I just don't want to give you the information. Um, but yeah, it is, it is different. And like you said, I mean, particularly a game or two in, everybody's going to figure it out. I did wonder, like, we're all kind of, we're all used to the flip card and looking at that, like what, what, so you're going to have one teams and then a blank one for Texas <laughs> at their home games. I don't know. I mean, that's, that will be weird. That would be weird. You know, you mentioned Belichick. You almost have to wonder mm -hmm. if it's the influence of Gary Patterson, who <laughs> certainly was a little more covert in the way he did things. He certainly limited who could talk to the media and that right. kind of thing. So, you know, maybe it's Gary's influence. Who knows? Yeah, We'll blame it on GP. Yep. Uh, all right. So most of the Big 12 teams uh, – should have probably lopsided wins on their ledger after week one. There's a lot of uh, FCS or just, you know, 20-point favorite kind of games. Um, the team that does have the toughest road to a win is West Virginia, who, uh, as mentioned earlier, plays uh, number seven Pitt in what they call the backyard brawl. Um, that's on Thursday night. Pitt is a seven and a half point favorite in this one. So what's the likelihood that the Mountaineers spring the upset here? Oh, I'm going to say unlikely, but it, it will be interesting. Uh, you know, they got a transfer quarterback named JT Daniels. Uh, he's kind of like Charlie Brewer. He's, he's been pretty much all over the country playing. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> He, uh, he was at USC, then he was at Georgia, and now he's at West Virginia. So, I mean, he's a talented guy. Uh, you know, we'll see how he does in his first start. Uh, that, that'll be a tough game on the road for, for those guys. Jerry? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, both starting transfer quarterbacks, Keaton Slovis, actually both starting guys that started their career at USC. I, mm. I didn't even know that until I started doing a little research that both of the guys started at USC and started as freshmen. So these are very talented quarterbacks that are going against each other. Pitt's the defending ACC champ. I mean, you know, they did lose some. They lost a great receiver to uh, USC. But, you know, again, they've got a USC quarterback coming in. I, I think Pitt is the better team, um, and this will be a tough first game for West Virginia. But I think JT Daniels gives you a chance. Mm. That's a guy that, you know, like John said, he's got a lot of experience. He started at both USC and Georgia. Um, you know, he was the starter, I guess, at the start of last year and then got hurt. Um, but he was part of that national championship team last year. So uh, it should be an interesting game. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's kind of a rivalry. I mean, even though they they haven't always played, but um, but yeah, it should be a fun game. And you mentioned that, you know, Jerry, that they were the ACC uh, defending champions pit. <laughs> of course, they had Kenny Pickett right. now playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that, he was a big part of that for sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Jerry, was that a trade with USC? Are there, are there players to be named later? <laughs> well, they got the great receiver. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what uh, West Virginia would have given up. But yeah, that was that's that's an interesting one that both guys started out at USC. <laughs> so before we get to uh, you know, what I always kind of call culinary corner. We usually 
always talk about food at the end, but I kind of <laughs> want to throw in a little bonus question here oh. uh, for you guys. So this came out today that the Big 12 yeah. is opening up media uh, negotiation talks. Fox, ESPN, you know, this is early. Uh, you know, that could could be talking as early as next week. Um, what's your reaction? This feels like kind of a big deal. I think it's huge. I mean, you know, obviously I think you kind of want to strike while the iron's hot a little bit, you know, with what the big 10 was able to do and, and maybe kind of get ahead of some of the other conferences. So I think that's probably what your mark is trying to do is kind of get ahead of maybe some of the other conferences and, and, and coming off the heat of the big 10, you know, they're unbelievable contracts. So I think that's kind of what you're trying to do. Um, and it'll be interesting because, you know, obviously you're factoring in that you're losing two of your, you know, kind of brand teams after either after this year or a couple of years down the road, whatever, but, um, you're, you're losing a couple of those brand names, but, uh, you know, if they're negotiating now and, and man, uh, there's, they're, they're in a good spot, I think right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I wonder if any news will come out about Texas and OU, you know, if, if they're going to leave in the next year or, or, or what, um, this could, yeah, speed, it, this could speed up that timeline for sure. It, it kind of seems that way, but yeah, the timing's interested, but uh, you know, I think, uh, Brett, your mark, he, uh, you know, he seems like he, he wants to kind of prove he's on the ball and, you know, just kind of a yeah, ahead of the game a little bit. And, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see what, Else is coming from the little drummer boy. Yes, Johnny's stealing my lines. Little drummer used, boy. I used that one in a column, and John liked it. Uh, <laughs> little drummer boy. He he, uh, he had a a garage band. He, that was something that came out on media days. That uh, your mark was a was an old garage band guy. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. I do feel like it's a big deal. Uh, and here in the age of realignment. I mean, it kind of helps to have all your ducks in a row, right? Uh, and so if you can get, um, you know, your your media contract sort of taken care of, then, um, you know, that, I think that just creates a little more stability, uh, solidarity, you know, even in the age of craziness. You know, <laughs> I mean, um, I, I just feel like if you have that in place, that gives everybody a little more <sighs> – you know, they're able to kind of sigh and, and uh, have that relief. Uh, so mentioned Big 12 Media Days. We were all there for that, um, which means we were part of the uh, great beef jerky eating competition of 2022. <laughs> so the Big 12 partnered with um, Old Trapper Beef Jerky uh, as a sponsor. And uh, meanwhile, Old Trapper hooked up the media everyone that was there basically with a lot of free beef jerky. <laughs> um, I know John and I partook. came away with multiple bags. What were you going to say, John? Yeah, I definitely partook. It got me through my uh, hiking vacation. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I think I ate my weight in beef jerky over that <laughs> two days. Uh, so my question is this. Um, if, you were able to have like a dream sponsor of the big 12 conference that would like supply us with free goodies. 
who would that be? I'm going to go with Franklin Barbecue. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. You, you know, know Austin's, they, Austin's not going to be part of the Big 12 much longer. <laughs> well, you know, they, they can cater. Um, <laughs> you know, they should bring it up to the press box, you know, where you wouldn't have to, like, go down there and wait in the parking lot for four hours. Yes. Uh, you know, with an umbrella and your baking. Uh, no, I think it'd be fantastic. I think that would, might that might even surpass Gatesville for a press box. Yeah, food. that's true. If you had Franklin barbecue in the UT press box, that would be, that'd be a home run. I'm talking, bringing it up here. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Jerry. Well, I didn't, I didn't want to steal your thunder. I figured you might go with bluebell. So I, I was going to stay away from that. Brenham's best, but I, I, I would not say no to that. But uh, I, I kind of went Waco, so I'm going to go with uh, Eminem March. Yeah. Um, think about all the different candy that they make. Uh, man, you're talking about eating your weight in food. <laughs> uh, I, I could do that, man, with all the all the stuff that they make. So I'm going to go with Eminem March. Let's keep it local. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Jerry has a sweet tooth like I do. Yes, uh, he, yes I do. <laughs> uh, I, I, but uh, Jerry – you know, gave it away, but I'm going to stay on brand and say Bluebell. Um, certainly, uh, that was a staple at Floyd Casey Stadium when Baylor played over there. They always had the Bluebell cooler. I always partook. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I we, we never run out of it here at the Cherry household. <laughs> put it that way. We have multiple half gallons of Bluebell on, on hand. Bryce, do you have a favorite? I do. Uh, I mean, I have a top five, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably a top 10. Uh, but my favorite is definitely, without a doubt, cookies and cream. Oh, I love cookies good stuff. And cream, yeah. man. They invented cookies and cream, Bluebell did. Okay. Wow. Um, and then Oreo actually came out with its own version. Yeah. Uh, and so for a while, Bluebell was using the, this is your Bluebell history lesson of the day. Uh <laughs> They were using a different kind of like Oreo cookie, like a like an off-brand sandwich cookie. Uh, but I think nowadays, I think in 2022, it's it's back to Oreo. So nice. um, it's really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, it'll be good to see y'all um, at the game on Saturday. Also, let's just uh, take a moment and also say um, it'll be a little different. Not having Dave Campbell, yeah, um, at the Baylor game, um, certainly he'll be in our hearts and minds. I thought it was really cool that uh, Baylor's going to leave a seat open for him. That's cool, Jerry. Do you have any influence on that? I did a little bit. I mean, I and I kind of took it from you know what the Sugar Bowl did, and and actually maybe two years ago, a year or two ago, we did the deal with Butch Henry as well. Um, you know, so it was kind of from that, but, uh, yeah, I just, I think it'll be cool. Um, you know, his, they'll have a little framed picture there and, and I know at least for this first game, they'll have flowers, but it's his spot, you know, all year. So I, I think it's cool. I think it's a great way to remember, you know, uh, all of our favorite sports writer of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. That'll be cool. great, great tribute. Be lots of pictures of that seat, I imagine, on Saturday on social media. <laughs> yeah. So cool stuff. All right. Well, we'll see you guys at the game. Jerry, thanks for joining us, buddy. 
Gentlemen, enjoyed it. This was fun. All right.